0: You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. We're back. We're up and running. And we're off and running on this Wednesday, June 10th. Yes, the 10th. Hey there. Good morning. Welcome in. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York loaded up. Plenty to get to over the next 60 minutes, of course. You know the deal, one hour, we run through it all, take it up to uh, 6 o'clock. The number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. You can find me on uh, Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon uh, The Daily Poll question is up and running. Today is Wednesday, so that of course means headlines. Florida man, will find out what he's been up to. So let's get started. And where we start is with, stop me if you've heard this one before. But Major League Baseball continues to bat around some ideas to save the season. Not good ideas, mind you. Not really workable ideas. But look, ideas all the same, right? At least they're still talking. According to our own Jeff Passan, the Baseball Players Association has made a proposal to MLB for a season of 89 games. That will include for the players their full prorated share of salaries, as well as expanded playoffs. According to a Major League Baseball source, this latest proposal is a non-starter. So that was great. That was very productive. Hey, how about this idea? How about that idea? Well, no, it didn't even go, get off the ground. So here's what amazing is amazing among the things that are amazing about Major League Baseball. We're what, like three months in, right? March 12th was the day everything kind of got shut down, right? So March to April to May to June. So three months in. Major League Baseball can't even agree on the number of games. And mind you, the number of games is not even the number one issue. No, the number one issue obviously is money. But they can't even agree to the other stuff, never mind the big stuff. Now, before we hear from Jeff Pasadena, he tells us that the clock is ticking. Uh, The the news yesterday of the latest proposal from the players to the owners and getting shut down came on the same day that Bill DeWitt Jr., the Cardinals owner, went on a radio station in St. Louis, 590 the fan, and said that uh, the baseball industry is not very profitable. Quote, I think they, the players, understand that. They think the owners are hiding profits. There's been a bit of distrust here. Really, you think, Bill? I I don't know. Distrust between the the, the baseball players and owners. Whoa, really going out on a limb there. Quote, it's a bit of a zero-sum game. They have, by far, the best deal of any players in any sport. Well... Once you get to the majors that might be true but of course most players don't just all of a sudden show up in the major leagues they have to play in the minor leagues and uh, for them as uh, some of them are working as a DoorDash driver I heard about I was reading about some Yankee prospect who was a DoorDash driver because of uh, different you know the, the the impact that the pandemic has had on their and just the old, forget about the pandemic just the the regular deal for minor league players all right so let's uh, hear from Jeff Passon um No shock here that the players, their number one issue is that they want to continue to work off the agreement they made back in March for their full prorated salaries.
1: The more conversations I've had with players over the last week or so, the more I've come to understand that the full prorated salary is not the most important thing for them. It is more or less the only thing for them at this point. And I understand. Listen, there are other issues. There's health and safety and, you know, they have expanded playoffs that they can give to Major League Baseball as a carrot. But in the end, the players say no matter how long the season is, we want our full pro rata.
0: Okay, yeah, that seems like that would be the number one issue for them, mainly because that's the one thing that they've already agreed on. Like, if they're not getting – look, when the financial things come up, I I just lose interest. I I just kind of tune out because I don't really care. Like, I I want there to be baseball. I'm hoping that there's baseball. I still expect that there will be baseball, and it's going to be this 48- or 50-game season or whatever it is that Rob Manfred can can just uh, jam down the players' throats. Uh, so that's what I'm expecting. But when it comes to the money and the splitting up of this and splitting of that, I think most people just don't care. Um, but yeah, the players, I can understand why that's their number one issue because it's the issue that they, they feel, and rightfully so, they already resolved back in March. That if they play, they are going to play for whatever their pro rated salaries are. Now, there's going to be other things that obviously need to be worked out, and the number of games is going to be one of them. But in terms of what the players want, you can understand why they want their full prorated salaries. Now, just to get back to Bill DeWitt Jr. for a second, because uh, his statement that uh, baseball is is not very profitable, I ran some numbers. And again, you know me. I'm not really a numbers guy. And as yesterday's uh, typo in the poll question uh, revealed, I'm not really a language guy either. I don't know what kind of guy I am, but... Bill DeWitt Jr. and his business partner bought the Cardinals back in 1995. So 25 years ago, they bought the team for $150 million. A lot of money. Now, under things probably have changed some based on the fact we don't know if there's going to be a season, but the last valuation I can find from Forbes for the St. Louis Cardinals they are now valued at $2.2 billion. I don't know the ins and outs of all the business dealings, but I would say if you bought something 25 years ago for 150 million and it's now worth $2.2 billion, I don't know. Feels like that, that business is doing pretty well. And you know what? It's funny because, uh, I, I recently heard a, a perfect way, you know, you hear millions and billions and for us, you know, I mean, like it, it sounds all the same, you know, oh yeah, billions is more than millions, but how much more really? One million sec This is the best way to, to differentiate between what a million is and what a billion is. A million seconds, one million seconds is 11 and a half days. One billion seconds is almost, it's 31, almost 32 years. That's the difference between a million and a billion. And the Cardinals, at last check, were worth around $2.2 billion. And Bill DeWitt Jr. is not the only owner... Who has come out and talked about how baseball is not very profitable? Tom Ricketts, who owns the Cubs, he came out. I think it was about a week ago. Same, uh, said the same thing. Uh, he bought the Cubs back in 2009 for just around 900 million. Again, a lot of money, almost a billion dollars. The Cubs, at last check, were worth over three billion dollars. Major League Baseball last year, according to Forbes, brought in 10.7 billion dollars now i think it was about four and a half four and change of that billion went to the players but still again not a numbers guy that still leaves a pretty good uh, piece of ch- and maybe the best example of how much money baseball is making in the owners uh, they're doing just fine the royals the kansas city royals Recently sold for over a billion dollars. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if it, if it's just that these owners are just speaking off the cuff. If this is some plan, which you'd have to think, right? Like, if more than one owner goes out there and talks about how baseball's not all that profitable, you have to think that at least there's something in the works behind the scenes that, 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 that the forces together are saying, well, you know what? We have to get our, our side of the story out there. And maybe what we should be telling people is, you know what? Baseball, it's not as profitable as it looks. I don't know. It seems like it's still pretty profitable. You know, the best part is tonight's the baseball draft. Boy, that should do some blockbuster ratings, huh? Everybody desperate for something sports-related to watch outside of Lance Armstrong, apparently. Nice little baseball draft that generally is not exactly the, 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 you know, ratings uh, bonanza, but certainly tonight, can't imagine it's going to do all that well. You know, it kind of comes back to what I said yesterday, and really for the last week, and uh, the Wall Street Journal, Jared Diamond had uh, the article, I think it was yesterday, and it, it, it's absolutely true, it's, it's what I've been saying. Baseball has, forget about blowing it. It's already blown. It's over. You had your chance. Sometimes in life, the opportunity uh, to, to succeed or whatever... Never comes along. Sometimes you never get that chance. Baseball had the opportunity, the golden opportunity, probably the best opportunity they will ever be given again in our lifetimes. They had the chance to have the stage all to themselves, be the first sport back for like a month. Right, If they had been able to come to an agreement quickly that solved the issues enough so that they could ramp up the season and they had been able to play on or start the season on July 4th, they would have basically not the, uh, all by itself you know UFC's been going on golf has been here and there but in turn the NBA's not going to be back before them the, the the hockey who knows the football's still a ways off. baseball had their chance and it's already over. And I have to believe, at least in part, it's because they didn't care. They don't really care. There's something in it for them to not make a deal, especially for the owners, because they're the ones that run the sport. So really, at this point, for baseball, they should just get down to it. And getting down to it means instituting the 48 game season or the 50 game season or however many games Rob Manford can institute without the approval of the players, because that's what it's coming down to. 114 games, 60 games. It's all stupid. It's all dumb. It's it, Baseball is going – the owners clearly have the ability, as everybody's kind of talked on uh, the last few weeks, to institute – Rob Manfred has the ability to institute whatever plan he wants to do in terms of the number of games. And as long as the players are getting play, paid their prorated salaries, that's what they have to do. And that's what they're going to end up doing. So at this point, the st- all the stories back and forth, oh, this thing and that thing, they should just institute it at this point and get down to brass tacks. And the only reason they're not instituting, I gotta believe, is to win some imaginary PR battle to make it seem like the owners are doing everything they can to, uh, to, to work with the players. When neither side really wants to work with it. I mean, they, they, <laughs> they're not working with each other anyway. They're, 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 floating ideas and it's nice that at least i guess that they're talking about whatever but they're floating ideas that have no shot there's not even like a kernel of anything in each of their proposals that the other side likes and if you're not even coming up with with a kernel of an idea well then you're just wasting everybody's time you're just wasting everybody's time here's jeff passing on players who don't believe on holding out for a pro-rated salary as if there's any of those guys here's
1: jeff I've spoken with a number of players who I'm going to call moderates. These are players who don't necessarily believe in the idea of holding out for the full prorated salary. And they have said to a man that they believe that this is a position that they uh, one person called it a hill that they will die on. And if they die on that hill at 48 games, that means we're going to have a 48-game season as implemented by Major League Baseball. There's going to be a grievance by the Players Association for the league not playing its fullest season. And all of the labor animus that we've seen is only going to continue, not just in this offseason, Scott, but going forward when the collective bargaining agreement expires in 2021, the possibility of a lockout or a strike in 2020 Like, it gets really, really ugly even uglier than it's been already, if we don't get a deal done at some point here and they come to that place in the middle and figure out a number of games that's not 48.
0: They're not go- – I mean, here's the thing. They're not coming to any ag- – I mean, if they were going to come to an agreement on something other than the 48 or 50 or whatever it is Manfred wants, they would. They probably would have – you would have seen some movement by now. You would have seen some glimmers of hope. Everybody passing other people that they're, they're the feeling within the game. And maybe this is because they're talking to the owners and the owners in terms of reading the room have been terrible in terms of, uh, of actually predicting what will end up happening. But I'm assuming that they're talking to the management side of things. And it feels like, that, according to the people that they're talking to, there will be a baseball season. And it's pretty clear at this point it's going to be for whatever the owners can uh, force down the, the players throat. It's not going to be some there's not going to be some kumbaya moment where they finally uh, agree to put the uh, past animus aside and actually work towards what's best for either side. So that's that. one 800 919 one 800 And that will tie into the poll question we'll get to in a second, but not to spend too much time on it. But the Knicks actually released a statement yesterday on the uh, killing of George Floyd. Yesterday was the uh, funeral. Uh, and the statement that the Knicks put out was, every one of us has a role to play in creating a more just and equal society where there is no racism, bigotry, violence, or hate. We stand with all who act for positive change. That was the statement. And look, at the end of the day, as I said last week or, or whenever the, the, the Knicks – that story came out about the, the, the uh, employees being furious at the, the lack of a statement – At the end of the day, actions are more important than just words, and few organizations have a better track record of hiring minorities in prominent positions than the Knicks do. But man, oh man, I mean, it's hard to have screwed this up from a PR standpoint more than the Knicks have, right? After all, PR, it's public relations, and the public, for the most part, has been in agreement, you screw this one up. To make the decision not to make a statement, get crushed, then finally make a statement and that that's what it is. Whew. It's, you know, I've been joking about, you know, like teaching my kids with the distance learning and all that type of stuff. It's almost like you find out your kid had a project for school like two weeks ago. They, they didn't do it. They got extra time to do it. And then when they did it, it's like the the laziest, most basic, nondescript submission that they could possibly turn in. And look, th- and, and the problem with this is not the only problem, but one of them is there are people in the media who we have established are verified Nick haters, and they will use this 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 statement as a way to bash James Dolan because the team is not very good. And those people in the media have zero credibility because they they just – they crush the Knicks over every single thing that they do, fair or unfair. I think I am – I tend to be fair, and I'm not going to crush them on every single um, uh, move that they make, even though their wins and losses have been terrible. But there's no way to look at that statement read that statement realize the timing of that statement right like you decide it's not like it went by and you just didn't notice it you knew that there was a good you you the conversation was we got to put out a statement and you make the decision no we're not going to say anything we're gonna stand by that's our statement then two weeks later you make it and then that's what you put out there Oof. not good I don't think there's any other way to put it out there that it's not good. So we opened with the uh, baseball, the Nick statement yesterday on the uh, killing of George Floyd. Did not mention the poll question, which is up, it's running, it's on Twitter, it's at Gordon Damer, where the uh, the push, the march for um, five thousand followers is has stalled. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna paint a rosy picture when a rosy picture does not exist. But the poll question today is it's becoming more and more likely, right? If there is a baseball season, and it seems like people within the game still feel like there's going to be a baseball season. But if there is a season, it looks like it's going to be 50 games, 48. So we went with 50 games. It's a 50-game schedule. Assuming your team, Mets, Yankees, Cubs, Dodgers, Reds, whoever it is, your team wins the World Series, will it feel like a legit championship? Three options for you. A, winning is winning. Take it any way you can get it. B, No, but I'll take it, right? Like, you're not going to complain. You're not going to say that uh, I'm not going to enjoy watching my team win, even if it's only 50 games. Because, again, you're going to probably have expanded playoffs. Once you get to the playoffs, assuming you're able to run through the whole thing, you'll kind of forget that it's 50. Well, maybe not forget, but, you know, it'll be on the back burner that it's 50 games. So B is no, but I'll take it. And then C is nope, won't care. Won't care. And that's really what it is, right? You're not going to care either way. It's not that you're it's not like you're going to be like, my team won, nah, I don't like it. Don't like it one bit. No, it's mostly you you're just not going to care whenever it does return. And look, baseball has already screwed it up. It's not that they're that they're screwing it up right now by not coming up with a deal. They've already screwed it up. They're not going to be back July 4th. They're probably not going to be back in July. I don't know what the drop dead date is for Manfred to institute this 50 game season. But even if they're up and running by the end of July, that's a week before the NBA returns. You wanted to have almost a full month of baseball every single day to appeal to the fan that's maybe not a big baseball fan or not a baseball fan at all. So they've already screwed that up. Uh, I will cross off for myself the won't care. Because assuming there is a baseball season, if you're a baseball fan, you're going to watch now, you might not have the level of interest. You might not have the dedication that you would have had in an ordinary season or if they had been able to get up and running by July 4th. But if it's a 50-game season, a 48-game season, you're still going to watch. And if you're watching, that's an indication that you do care to a certain degree. There's just no way to put it. Um, I would like to think that I would say winning is winning. I think I'd probably be falling more in line with, no, but I'll take it. Uh, especially because the playoffs – you kind of remember things as they end, right? Like, a, like the story. If if the story has an amazing ending and it's kind of like a you know up and down before that, you remember it a lot more fondly than if it if it's great and then it has a terrible ending, right? Like you can't watch Game of Thrones on a rewatch because it ended so terribly. Whereas if, if it, there's a show like, um, you know, it was a show that uh, ended perfectly but was uh, not so great before. Uh, you know what? Uh, uh, six Feet Under. Six Feet Under has, like, the best ending of a TV series of all time. And it's only, like, the last five minutes. But they nailed it. They knocked it out of the park so perfectly that everybody fondly remembers, even though the series was kind of eh, up and down. So I probably would vote no. I'll take it. But you can vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter. It's at Gordon Damer. And uh, there you go. All right, so uh, let's get a couple of phone calls involved early because we always run out of time. And third segment today is going to be headlines. So let's go to Anthony, who is in uh, Bayonne. Anthony, what's going on, my man?
1: Hey, what's up? Good morning.
0: Good morning. The uh,
2: baseball owners, like obviously numbers can be skewed, right? Like these things, are not a We all know they're making money. You wouldn't keep something if you weren't making money. But at the same time, the valuations of teams are if they sell the team.
0: Oh, yeah, like Steinbrenner bought it for ten million, and now it's worth probably if you put the Yankees and the S yes network on the open market, you're probably going to get five or six
2: billion. But you are only going to get that when you sell it. So it's not like it's sitting there. You can borrow against it and all that. But and then when you said they make ten billion or whatnot, four billion went to the players. Well, that six billion goes to thirty different teams. So divide that by thirty, it's right, not. But they're doing that every year. We think, yeah, it's not as much as we think, but it's still
0: it's possible. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I mean, I, look, Anthony, I mean, I don't know how much money. Obviously, football brings in more money a year, and I get the baseball, you know, if you're not having fans in the stands and concessions and all those type of things, that's going to hurt your bottom line. But the idea, you know, they're floating it out there, either Tom Ricketts or Bill DeWitt Jr., that they're not making money. They're still making money. Now, they might not – you know, there's this thing where if you if you make $10 million one year – and then you only make four million the next year. That they don't look at it as, while well, we made four million dollars, they look at it as they lost six million dollars. Uh, they're still make they're making money every single year, and they're not go- they're not losing money in in bucket loads as they're trying to portray right now. All right, I guess we lost. Anthony's gone. Uh, look, I'm not saying that uh, that, that that they're making two point two billion dollars every single year, but the idea. That you, they're trying to float out there. Well, you know what? We're not making all that much money. You bought something 25 years ago. What was the numbers that I gave? For 150 million, and I get maybe there's been a a, a, a dinged up. Uh, you know, the the value is not. Good. If they tried to sell it right now, they would not be able to get top dollar because of the the, the way of the world and and the economy and all those type of things. But it was last valuation was valued for around 2.2 billion. Now I'm not going to hold it to 2.2 billion exactly, but if you bought something 25 years ago for roughly 150 million and now it's worth 2 billion dollars, I don't know. I think you I think you're doing okay. I I think you would be hard-pressed to find any business that has multiplied at that rate. It's almost impossible to find. And the fact that they're Look, the Mets themselves, right? There's these reports. Oh, the Mets lose this the year. The Mets lose that a year. If the Mets, if the, if the Wilpons decide to sell, there will be enough people that are looking to buy. They've already, they've already, despite how these things go, despite having multiple people thinking they had a deal and then the deal falls apart at the last second because it seems like the the way the Wilpons negotiate is not necessarily on the level. If they decide to put the team up for sale. It'll still go for a couple of billion dollars. That's doing pretty well. Spike is in Jersey. Spike's up early this morning. What's going on, Spike?
2: Yeah, I'm up early. I like getting up early. I could talk to you. Hope the Saturday show's back sooner than later. Um, Colin, uh, it's funny because everyone has their own opinion. Colin's a Texas Ranger fan, and he just, this is the between guys. I call everybody, you know that. And he said he wouldn't think the championship uh, was valid, or uh, you know, if they won a forty-eight game championship, I haven't had the chance to pose it to him. I'll go to you first. Say you're a Texas Ranger fan, and they go forty and eight and lose two games in the playoffs, whatever it is, fourteen and 2 they You'll be pretty happy, don't you?
0: You'll say. T- I mean, anybody who tells you that they're not going, I will just say, if you if you don't care and, and you don't get caught up in it when your team is winning and baseball is, you okay. know, pretty much every right. single day. I have to say that you're not that big a fan. No, wait.
2: And I'm going to call him later, God willing. I'm going to call him later and, and propose. I just the first one on today, and I just thought about that. And his favorite sport? I don't know. I'm not quite sure what your favorite sport is, baseball, I, think, I still think it's
0: football. But so baseball basketball. is very, very close. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, basketball starts. Okay. Yes. And, you, and you really love hockey. I yeah, know. Okay. Yeah. So, 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 Colin, he he loves. Baseball, he loves right. it. It's his favorite sport by a mile. And Mookie Wilson, we all know. I, you know, of course, I, right. call it. Also, I know about history and teams, and that's what you should do. You should understand that, all the personalities. But that's what I'm going to go to him. I'm going to throw that up to whoever I can call today to get on. And that's the thing. I think it's going to be super exciting. I just think you're going to have some issues with, let's say, some prima donna. Again, there are prima donnas, and they're going to say, yeah, well, I don't want to. They don't like the money they're going to get. They're going to have a lot of hamstrings that are aching. You know, that's the way it's going to go. That's life. Some people. People don't abide by the pandemic rules. Some people don't believe it you know, I choose to be on safe, so I my condition today. So, that's what I'm saying. I think it's going to be very exciting. I don't like the way the union they're airing their laundry in public. I think it's disgusting the way the life is today for many of us, but uh, we've got to live with it, and let's get the sports back on the air. Let's get this pandemic cleaned up. One last thing, and thanks for the time. I know it's the morning. Real quickly, I think there's going to be a huge spike in Texas already. There is a spike because the protesting is wonderful, and I'm all for it, but People, just stay apart a little bit, please. That's my last
0: thing. Oh, they, well, uh, look, Spike, it, it's going to be wonderful, and thanks for the call, Spike. We always appreciate when you, you know, you're up early for us, and uh, we love that. Uh, it's going to be wonderful when, in a couple of weeks, the numbers almost certainly are going to go up. And then we can have the public uh, outcry of what what spurred the spike in these numbers? Is it the states opening too early? Is it the protest? We can continue to uh, try to uh, you know go at each other's throats over over that. That's going to be a lot of fun in a couple of weeks. And I'm saying that obviously sarcastically. One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. So uh, the poll question is up. You can vote on that. It's on uh, Twitter at Gordon Damer. And I, I would have to say, look. I get it. you're you're frustrated right now in the moment. and a forty eight game, a fifty game baseball season is ridiculous, right? It's not even a third of the season. But once it if it gets up and once it gets running, the owners and, the and to a certain degree, the players know they they got you. If you're a diehard fan, they got you. They're not trying to that's the that's the missed opportunity. It's not about that they're gonna lose the people that they already have. More than likely, they're... sports fandom is not a rational thing of, of living and dying with teams and players who don't know you from a hole in the wall. But it is part of our lives. It's part of who we are, and it's what we do. And if the games are there and you're desperate for something to fill the void, you will be on board to a certain degree. Or will some people drop off? Yeah, I'm sure certain people will drop off, but I don't know what the numbers on the poll question right now that say that they won't quit. Thirty percent of people say that they won't care. I'm telling you right now, if the games take place, they won't see a thirty percent drop uh, in interest from people. All right, uh, a couple other things before we uh, get to break here, uh, and one of them is, uh, you know, like now that the next season is is finally over, right? It's over, right? It's like officially done now. Uh, They can get on to the process of, you know, remaking the the front office if there's any more moves there, but mostly hire a head coach. And here's the thing. I I don't know why this conversation is continuing to go on. The next Knicks coach is going to be Tom Thibodeau. If you're hung up on Jeff Van Gundy or Mark Jackson, I'm sorry to tell you, you are going to be disappointed. If you're, you know, like me, who thought Kenny Atkinson should be the guy, it's clear it's going to be Tom Thibodeau. It's really kind of always been clear it's going to be him. He's got the relationship with Leon Rose. He's the bigger, I guess, splashier name. He's got a track record of success. And given the times that we're living in right now, you're Leon Rose is going to almost certainly rely more on the relationships that he already has rather than trying to Come up with some, you know, some job search or some interview process that almost certainly with the Knicks, it's always obvious what they're going to do. It's always that's the way it is. And it's been obvious from jump. He wants the job. The Knicks and Leon Rose have a relationship with him. It's going to be. Tom Thibodeau, and it's just a matter of time. If it's, if it's next week, if it's the week after that, whenever it is, I'd rather it's sooner than be later than so that they just kind of, you know, it's a big off season for them and, and getting the coach in, in place is a big part of that. So they'd be better off just doing it now rather than, you know, wasting any more time. Yeah. I guess they got to go through the process of, of interviewing this one or that one, but it's going to be him. And to be still having the debate of, oh, well, it's going to be – no, it's going to be him. Now, you can have the debate if that's the right hire because it's not happened yet, but it's going to be him. Anybody who's followed the Knicks for any length of time should know that by now. Yes, 94. This is the history, uh, the date uh, that uh, the Game 2 of the 94 Finals took place. The Knicks won that game, uh, even up the series. I think, if I remember right, that was like the first win they had had in the Finals in 73. So, uh, your moment of inspiration for this Wednesday morning. And if you have a small business trying to get the word out that you're still serving the community, well... By now, you have to know. Let us know. We've had over 350 local businesses reach out. We're sharing their messages. All you got to do, email us, 987ESPN at gmail.com. Let us know your story, where you're operating, your hours of operation. We'll pass the word along to our listeners. Again, 987ESPN at gmail.com. Like Moto XT, located 306 Stuyvesant Avenue in Lyndhurst, New Jersey. They offer motorcycle parts, apparel, and gears in which they are open for pickup and online orders available here at their Facebook page, Moto XT LLC. You can also visit them on Instagram at underscore moto underscore xt all right so there you go all right so it is the gordon damer show it is 98.7 fm espn new york or poll question up for today on twitter at gordon damer it is all about if there is a baseball season it's looking more and more likely it's going to be 50 48 games somewhere around there assuming your team wins will it feel like a legit championship and actually it's been uh, neck and neck so far And uh, the won't care contingent is only at 26 percent, which I would have thought was going to be a little bit higher. But it's not so far, but it's still early. But it is the third segment. And that means since it's Wednesday, it's time for headlines. Today's headlines.
1: Extra, extra.
0: All right. First headline before we get to Florida, man. Ignoring social distancing rules might mean you're a psycho. A peer-reviewed extra, study. Extra. All right, no, we're not done just yet, Brian. Peer-reviewed study set to be published in the journal Social Psychological and Personality Science. That—that's that, a long title for a, 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 a newspaper. There, they found that individuals with higher rates of dark traits, such as psychos, were more likely to purposely disregard protocols intended to stop the spread of the coronavirus. Um Quote, it was clear from reports in the media very early on the COVID-19 pandemic that some people were rejecting advice to socially distance and engage in increased hygiene. Yeah, there was that one clip that was going around of somebody somewhere. I don't remember where they were Florida, someplace else where um he, he, the guy was saying, yeah, I don't wash my I never wash my hands. You never wash your hands. What the hell's wrong with you? Extra, of course, that extra. person right off your list right off just on that that fact alone. Speaking of, from the New York Post with no public bathrooms, the Big Apple is now the Big Toilet. I don't know, I don't extra, feel like they I don't feel like they're going to be putting that one on the, you know, New York New York. I love New York. I don't see many t-shirts with the Big Apple is now the Big Toilet. Although maybe who knows? Maybe those would sell those would sell like hotcakes too. All right, why Americans are listening to music now more than ever. Do we really need an article on this? We haven't been able to basically go out of the house for the last three months. Of course, people are listening to they're watching Netflix more now than they're doing all things that they don't have to do with other people now more than ever, mainly because they can't do those other things Not that hard. extra extra something in space is blasting radio signals at Earth. Well, with the way 2020 has gone. Would it really be all that surprising if an alien uh, story is going to be? But that can't possibly be the case. I know this because Earth, not many people do, Earth signed up for the do not call list. And that do not call list works so well, right? Like you sign up for that. You never get any more of those spam calls every single solitary day. All right. Next story. Extra, there extra. you go. Uh, Last Days of American Crime is a new show on Netflix and the review is quote idiotic Netflix torture porn earns rare 0% rate wow 0% rating. So that would make it even lower rated than uh, Space Force. I'm telling you right now I have not seen Last Days of American Crime. I will give it a little watch. It cannot possibly be as bad as space force i'll tell you that right off the bat
1: extra extra
0: all right let's run through florida man he's been busy again and florida woman it really florida woman has been the star of the pandemic but let's go with florida man florida man lets 12 year old son drive jeep 85 miles an hour
1: extra extra
0: florida man skeptical of coronavirus changes his mind after testing positive
1: Extra, extra.
0: Florida woman arrested her for attacking her boyfriend with a hamburger.
1: Extra, extra.
0: According to that story, she smashed hamburger in his face, the affidavit reads. She denied doing so, but the he still had hamburger in his ear upon arrival. Was it yeah, a Big when Mac? you have When you have hamburger in your ear, uh, I love hamburgers as much as the next guy, but I've never really stuck one in my ear. I don't love them that much. Uh, next story, Florida woman calls cops because boyfriend was not being nice to her.
1: Extra, extra.
0: Florida woman accused of taking meth, driving motorized shopping cart through Walmart while drinking wine, eating sushi and cinnamon rolls. Extra,
1: extra. Is this not
0: America anymore? What the hell? You, you can't. That, that's against the law. Uh, and then finally, Florida woman sho- shoots boyfriend in the groin for taking her air conditioner. Well, that extra, Florida heat, extra. I mean, it drives you insane it's so hot down there. But, uh, all right, so that's going to do it for headlines for this week. In case you're just waking up on this Wednesday morning, uh, we have been talking about, obviously, uh, the baseball season, which at this point, it seems, pr- I mean, uh, maybe it's me, May, but it seems pretty telegraphed at this point. Yesterday, as Jeff Passan reported, the uh, the Players Association presented the owners with a new proposal for an 89 game season, which included the prorated share of their salaries, and it included an expanded playoffs. Uh, according to an MLB source, that proposal was a non-starter. And really, what it, I guess what's amazing to me in this latest proposal that gets shot down, we're three months into this, three months. And they can't even agree on the number of games. And the number of games, well, it impacts the number one issue, is not the number one issue. The number one issue would be money. They can't agree on that either. But they can't even agree on the number of games, and they're this far apart three months in, where one side is basically saying, well, we can play like 45 games. And the other side saying, well, how about 114? Those are so far apart, that shows you how far apart they are. So uh, I do think that this is telegraphed at this point and that this back and forth publicly is just to kind of win some sort of PR battle because Major League Baseball and Rob Manfred has in his back pocket the ability to force a season of 50 games. And it seems like they're just kind of running out the clock at this point to institute that. 50 game season and that, that they, they can do that without the players' approval because of the, the agreement they came back uh, came up with back in March and that's what they're going to end up doing. and I don't know if this is a coordinated effort on their part, but yesterday the Cardinals owner Bill DeWitt jr. Uh, went on a, a station in uh, St Louis 590 to fan to talk about how baseball is not very profitable. And he's not the first person to do so, because uh, Tom Ricketts, the Cubs owner, has said this. I believe there was another owner a couple of weeks ago who talked about this as well. Uh, that baseball is just not very profitable. I-, I don't know the ins and outs of all the finances of Major League Baseball, but as I said uh, in the open, when you buy the Cardinals for 150 million in '95, and now it's reportedly valued at last check—not right this second—but at 2.2 billion, I got to think. Going from 150 million and right now worth 2.2 billion in 25 years. I, I gotta assume that it's pretty profitable. Tom Ricketts, who bought the Cubs in 2009, which is only 11 years ago for 900 million and it's now worth $3 billion. Again, sounds like it's pretty profitable. Baseball made, brought in 10.7 billion last year, according to Forbes. Now, uh, some of that. $4 in change went to the players, but still that would leave you with about $6 billion. And yes, as one of the callers brought up, you got to split that between all the teams. I don't know. Still seems like a pretty good chunk of change for a season. So baseball continues to vomit all over themselves, can't get out of their own way, when every single league, sport, whatever, activity, seems like they're moving closer to... Not only returning to play, but getting everything in line to play. Baseball continues to just, uh, screw it up. And the, the, the big thing is, it's not that they're screwing it up now. Their opportunity, they've already screwed up. It's already over. They had the chance to be the first sport back. They won't, they, they may still be the first sport back, but they were expected to have like a full month to have the sports land, landscape to themselves. And uh, they'll never get another opportunity like this, and they blew it. They've already blown it, and uh, whether or not they blow it to the extent that they don't even have a season, I guess that remains up in the air. It still seems like to me that they will, mainly because baseball can force the hand, and then it's kind of up to the players to either respond or, or not. one eight hundred nine one nine 919 1-800-919-3776. All right, we've got some time still. Let's get some more calls, in. we'll go out to Eric in Manhattan. Eric, what's going on, my man? Uh, good morning, Gordon.
2: Yeah, uh, I just want to say, uh, whether it's baseball, you know, messing it up or whether it's the next, you know, not, uh, saying the right thing. You know, uh, one person that got them beat by a long shot is the CEO of CrossFit headquarters. If you go online, you'll see what he said about, uh, Mr. Floyd and COVID-19. I'm not going to repeat it, but he basically put an atomic bomb on that sport and he basically lost the major sponsor Reebok.
0: Yeah, I, I saw what he said, and um, you know, um, yeah, I, I, he has resigned since then. So look, look I, I, about the Knicks statement. Uh, it, it's there's no other way to say that they screwed it up. Now you got to keep in mind that they do, you know, actions do have to speak louder than words. Uh, but when it comes to the 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 words portion of it, the Knicks, <laughs> there, there's no other way to say that uh, they, they they clearly missed the boat on it.
2: Mm-mm, okay.
0: All right. All right, Eric. Yeah. No, I mean, look, uh, the statement that they put out yesterday to to have the decision to not say anything at first, which you can feel about it however you want. And it seemed like it was the the reaction to it was was overwhelmingly negative. But, OK, you made that decision. Uh, and then to not stand by that decision, to come out, you know, basically a week and a half later and then come up with what they came up with yesterday uh, again, the, the way that I looked at it was, you know, when you're teaching your kid, you find out that they had a project due, they decided not, they, for whatever reason they didn't do the project, they were given more time to do the project, and then they came up with like the most basic nondescript submission that they could possibly, you know, basically put their name on the paper, answered a couple of questions, and then that was it. Uh, it was not, uh, a very strong statement. And I'm not someone, if you, if you listen regularly, who just crushes the Knicks at every single turn. But, um, that was not, uh, <laughs> that was not their, not their strongest moment. Let's put it that way. You know, one other thing that I did want to touch on was the, the teams that are not going to be part of the, the Orlando, uh, return to play. It, it seems like they're not very happy that they were the ones that were excluded. Uh, I had a couple of quotes where the Atlanta Hawks owner, uh, we just can't uh, risk that. I think the league has heard loud and clear. We're pushing to remain competitive. That's what our players want. We were desperate to have something that helps us stay competitive. And this kind of touches on, you know, the fact that they're going to have this like long layoff, uh, right? That they're not probably going to play from now, you know, the last three months. And now it looks like the season at best will start the next season, uh, will start in December. Arturus Karnishevis of the, the Bulls not playing for eight months puts us in a competitive disadvantage again. I think there are creative ways to do so. Collectively, I think these eight teams, we're now getting calls on and uh, we have conversations of how we can develop our players and put some structure in place to get some practicing, possibly some scrimmaging. Look, I mean, when you're playing in a pandemic, there was absolutely no reason that those teams should have been uh, a part of the, and I think that if anything, they probably, given the state of, of things and, and how you're seeing the numbers now increase in Florida, maybe the NBA would have smart, been smarter to, to cut down the number of teams from 22 to something even lower rather than certainly increase it for teams that have not been competitive generally for a very long time. All right. That's going to do it for today. We'll be back tomorrow starting at five. Please vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter. At Gordon Damer, you can follow me on Twitter and, uh, and Instagram at Gordon Damer. We'll see you tomorrow at 598.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is The Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.